You're listening to Chew On That. And here's what we're chewing on today. I had a friend who was in a youth ministry too. And, you know, he loved Jesus. He was a Jesus person. But for the longest time, he didn't worship. He would just kind of look at worship and he would just kind of stand there respectfully with his hands like this, kind of like a bodyguard, you know, like, you know, I'm just going to keep the enemy out, Lord. I'm just going to be watching for, you know, he's just, he kind of did this. But like, he, he loved Jesus. Like he, I mean, he had a Bible. And I remember he had a really cool Bible because his Bible had like these little tabs for all of the, uh, for every like book of the Bible. And so if you ever wanted to play sword drill, like he always won because he didn't have to be like concordance, concordance. I mean, he didn't have to go to the front. He could just be like, done. You're like, oh man. And he also was the first person I saw who highlighted like the Bible, which at the time I didn't think was allowed. Like, I was like, what are you doing, man? That's just God's word. You're like putting graffiti on it. Like, don't do that. Like, you're in trouble. Like, it just, and he, would, and he was the one that kind of would, you know, he would, you know, be the one who like, hey, why don't you pray to close out? He'd pray, but when it came to worship, he just, he never did it. And so one day I just asked him, I said, why don't you ever engage in worship? Like, why do you always kind of stand still? And he said, I remember this really clear. I don't think it's in me. I don't know if I was made to worship. Now, some of us, we hear that, we go, that's crazy. But other of us hear that and go, yeah, I believe that. I don't know if I was made to worship. We'll say things like, I'm not a good singer. I feel silly lifting my hands. Just maybe it isn't for me. I wanna explore that question in a title I'm calling this morning, Was I made to worship? Hey, welcome to the Chew on That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, this week we are discussing a a, a one-off series. Uh, I think by one-off, I mean it's just just this week. Next week, we're going to have another one. Um, We had a guest guest speaker, guest pastor. Uh, The series was titled, "Was Was I Made to Worship? Um, and, and the guest pastor was pastor Dallas. What'd you, what'd you guys all think of the, of, of the, the guest pastor? I think my title was actually supposed to be, am I made to worship? But yeah. in that I clip I said, was I made to worship? Yeah. But I'm like, come on, Dallas. Well, he, no, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing when you told me, cause like, so I, I, I take, I take a couple notes before we press record. Cause yeah. again, we, we do this in like a one-off, like a, like a, one, one shot. And as soon as I'm done pressing record, I send it off to get processed. Done deal. Um, and, and I said, okay, well, what was the series title again, Dallas? And you said, am I made to worship? And then throughout that whole clip, I was thinking, I don't think that's what I typed yeah. in the bumper. I think that's, I don't think that's what I put on the graphic. I think yeah. I said, I think I put, was I made to worship? But then I was like, well, maybe I'm just thinking was like, I made to maybe, gosh, maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm just, Maybe I'm just thinking too but much I mean, about if it. If we're thinking, you know, past tense, was I made to worship? I think that makes sense. Am I made? That's present slash past. Yeah. That makes less sense. I, am, I think it's was I. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't come in with my normal, like making a, you know, I say, I say. <laughs> I just want to do some impression. I just, I, you know, keep the street going. Yeah, okay, so. go. I, I already did it. Oh, <laughs> that was it. Oh, was that it? Uh, was that it? Yeah, that wasn't good. Sorry. Uh, I'll say. I, I'll say. I wish I could do foghorn leghorn. <laughs> uh, was I made to do impressions? I don't know. 
I don't know. I definitely was I not. wanted to be made to do impressions. I can tell you that. Or That's, am I made to do impressions? I, oh, I see what you're doing now. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see what's happening. <laughs> Dallas doesn't feel that good this morning. So, um, no, I, I yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> you woke up with a headache. I did. <laughs> uh, he said that when he came in. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Do we go? I don't. Do we go easy on him? You know what it could be, Dallas. It could think- be the weather, and I wonder if anyone else listening is experiencing this too. Because when we transition seasons, I always get sick, especially this one, yeah. from going from really dry winter air to this sort of humid. I mean, imagine all of the like. Wait a minute. Mold so- and whatever that's coming out of the ground, yeah. and you're breathing that in. I, I'm just so saying. this means so- spring is coming. Did my hog. headache indicate, yeah. <laughs> is my headache the new groundhog? It's the groundhog, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spring is here. Well, this this week, it's we're going to be in the upper 50s. Um, Amen. And Hallelujah. That, and we don't drop back into the 30s in the 10-day forecast at all. Yep. So it's- Wait a minute. 40s and 50s. So when yeah. I have a migraine, guys, good news. <laughs> good news. <laughs> good news for all of you. It's going to start raining soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. All right, should we would you just should we just start? Yeah, let's go. Okay, we'll, sure. just, we'll just go. And I want you guys to understand, I'm not knocking getting loud in concerts. I'm not angry that you got crazy over a preseason game. I'm not frustrated because you're 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 excited that Thanos lost. I'm not even mad about that. That's all good because it's in us. Praise is in us. And all God's saying is, just give it to me. Okay, so where we are in the in the sermon, uh, Pastor Dallas has, has has pointed out to people that uh, that you, you you are you are made to like get excited. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's excitement points in your life. I mean he he rattled off a, a couple examples there. Um you know, like at sporting events, at concerts. I mean, yeah. we it, it it's we we do those things. I mean, I I, I definitely am a person that I'll be. I like to watch Packer games in in my chair, and uh, I like having the family in yeah. the room. But I'm definitely when something big happens, mm-hmm. I'll clap loudly and stand up and go, yeah. You know, I'll I'll I get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't do it too much in any other settings or scenarios. And when I go to Lambeau Field, I don't do it at all. Oh. But really? yeah, it's, huh. I'm actually a really reserved person. You're a rebel. No, I'm I'm really I'm really reserved. Like I like yeah. in large uh, in large places with a lot of people. I'm actually really quiet typically. Mm. Um, so, but what what Dallas was saying at that point was that um, it's okay to be excited in those in those instances. It's it's yeah because it, 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 it reminds you that you absolutely are made to praise and worship. I, I remember hearing someone say kind of the opposite one time. And I think that's why I, I speaking of rebel, I feel like I heard someone say, well, we'll do it for this, but we won't do it for Jesus. And I, and I think that narrative can be like, cause people to go, well, then I won't do any of it then. Okay. Forgive me a hard time about this. And so I'm, so that was my whole point was it's in us, you know? And so don't feel guilty about it because God's giving you that ability, that, that yell, that, that, you know, that, that loud, you know, ness of it. And so, you know, that's, so bring it, bring it into, you know, it's in you. It's just connecting those dots. And so that's why uh, I really hit on that because I was like, you know, 
again, I don't want people to feel guilty about getting excited at a game. Like that's, that's good. That's fun. It's in us. We're excited. I mean, uh, we, we just went to a Blizzards game and I don't know any of the players, but I, I could see because uh, it was my family and Keith's family went. I think they were laughing at me because I was getting loud for <laughs> for a team I'm getting to know, for players I'm I'm learning and stuff like that. But it's just, you know, it's because it's in you. Yeah. And so, and, you know, when you're a kid, you get really excited about stuff, right? Christmas, Easter's coming up, whatever. You get super excited. And a lot of times your parents are like, calm down, shh not in the store, right? Yeah. Like, no, come on. And I think that sort of gets ingrained into us where we like tamp it down yeah. a lot. Like we got to keep it, keep it under control, keep it under wraps, like yeah. check your, check yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so uh, do we do that with worship? Maybe sometimes too, where we're like, I feel this, but like mm-hmm. not going to go there. Which is funny. Cause the, you know, I, I Psalm 150 says it like, it's so lo- like that scripture is loud. A lot of There's exclamation points. A lot of <laughs> exclamation points. And I, I brought it up in, in, in the messages. Like it says, you know, praise the Lord with symbol. And then it says, <laughs> Praise the Lord with clanging cymbals. So it's like, I want you to not just have this loud instrument, but be loud with it. And so it's just interesting that, again, yeah, this culture of, of hey, you got to be reserved. And, you know, you can't act like Respectful. this in worship and stuff. But the, the Bible, you know, wrote thousands of years ago. No, when you praise God, it's got to be, you got to get crazy and loud. Again, that's why I attribute to those those moments because those are celebrations, you know, celebrate. And and I do love, I made a joke about golf, but I do love that golf has created this culture of celebration now too. It's not just, you know, little claps, yeah. but it's screaming and yelling because there's a cele- something to celebrate. Yeah. And again, that's, that's good. It's in us. It's in us to do that. And, and we have a lot to celebrate with Jesus. And mm-hmm. so again, God doesn't want us to be really, really excited for a football team and reserved for him. You know, he wants us to have that same energy and that same level. And, and you know, because it, it is a celebration. It's something to celebrate that what God has done and doing in your life. Yeah. Do you, um, do you, do you both, you both are avid worshipers. I, like I know Dallas for sure. I've, I've been near Dallas oh, yeah. during a worship set. Uh-huh. I've been near Dallas during a, a sermon. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever been near, near you or Kyle Me? during oh, a worship set. Okay. Uh, are you a worshiper? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you think so? Are are you are you are you vocal? Yes. Yes. I, I was. Yeah. I because first service we were we were next to each other, so like not next next to each other, but like same like row. Because I really in worship, I have a hard time being next to people. <laughs> I, do I noticed that. A lot. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I heard you, Dallas. Oh, I know. But I didn't hear Megan. Oh, uh, I don't know if you would like hear me, hear me hear, from on okay. stage, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I, definitely. If you're next to me, you'd hear me. And here, here's to to make my point that I do. Uh, someone happened to be behind me a couple weeks ago, and we had the week after. I didn't know she was behind me during during worship, but the week after we were talking, and um, we were talking about worship, and she goes, "Yeah, you know, I always i I've been like a shy worshiper." She's like, "But Megan, I was I was behind you last week, and like I saw you like worshiping, and like that made me feel more confident." <laughs> to worship. And so yeah. she's like, and so I was like raising up my hands and stuff because I could see you. And so, um, of course I wasn't always like that. Right. Because I think it takes a while. And you talk about that later in your message, uh, Dallas, where some, you kind of start 
starts small, it comes bigger, bigger, yep. bigger. And then like finally- She's raising her hands right now. And yeah, before you know it, your hands are like all the way up. And so um, it does take a little while and that's okay. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. It's like, you're not going to go from newbie to expert right away. Right. So, so it, it was a, was it a slow progression for you? Like, when did you notice that like you were worshiping Megan? Um, like when, when, when did you, when have you ever taken stock? Like, oh. I'm doing something that yeah. not everyone in the room is doing. You know, I think I really started worshiping when the moments where I was at church alone or yeah, when I was right. at worship by myself and not mm. like with family or next to someone who's like whispering yeah. to you half the time, like, oh, did you, hey, do you see the shirt that they're wearing? Like, yeah. that's so distracting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so when I was alone um, at church or even just not sitting so close to family or whatever. Like I felt like then I was in the worship and like really going there. Yeah. And you make a good point. I think worship has to be more than just Sunday. You know, if you can worship in your car at home areas yeah. like that, I think you should try to and really push yourself in that because it will be easier and easier when you have a, a lifestyle of worship. Have you always been Dallas like a, a, flam a flamboyant worshiper? <laughs> I, is that the best word for it? I mean, like, yeah. what do you say? Okay. Like a very active worshiper? Yes. So before before becoming a Jesus person, I thought it was crazy. I think, which is interesting. So this message was written, actually, I wrote for Catalyst, our student ministry, because I was in their place before Jesus. I would go to a youth group and, you know, the worship team would start. And, and I remember a worship leader would, you know, constant, I can't remember who it was, but would constantly go, lift your hands, lift your hands of worship. And I was like, why, why do you want me to do this? Like, like, I don't even know if I put deodorant on the day, so it might be <laughs> awkward and like, why? And so, uh, so I've been really, um, very, uh, caution or just mindful of that mindset I had and, and wanting to make sure that I explain it well enough to our student ministry. And so we actually do is we will periodically have these worship Wednesdays, but before worship begins, I do the message on worship yeah. because I want to teach them, you know, like, Hey, I don't want you just to go in and, and, and do it because we do it. I want you to uh, understand. And so I did it on, why do we lift our hands? Why do we do these things? And then this one I wrote, you know, with that question, am I made to worship? And, and so what, but when I was writing it, I was like, I was like, wow, like, I think I want to write this for the adults. So to answer your question, like before Jesus, I was like, this is weird. But then when Jesus came into my life, I, yeah, I was, I, like I said, I would, I used to love this song that you should look it up. Happy song by delirious. Some people are like, what are you talking about? That sounds great. But some of you guys are going to be like, that was your favorite song. Like it's, <laughs> it was a weird song, but I think it, I, I was at a point where I was like, I didn't care what song it was. I just wanted to worship Jesus. And, and this Jeff, definitely this passion that was in me. And so, yeah, it, so it's kind of always been that way, <laughs> but at the same time, I am at the way at concerts. I like to dance. I, I'm that way at, at games. I, you know, and, and Keith saw it, you know, at this blizzard game, I was like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Like, you know, I was, I'm just that, you know, I'm a, a, loud person. And, and so I guess, yeah, it's kind of always been that way. Um, uh, lifting, but in praise, praise, you know, that the clapping, I think worship, um, mm. it may have taken a bit, it may have taken a bit of like, okay, let's, let's, you know, start, you know, let's just, 
So it's just seeing and close our eyes. And then I did get to this point where I was like, well, if you close your eyes, no one can, you can't see anybody. So you can't see the reactions if your eyes are closed. But then you had to memorize the lyrics. And so <laughs> it was, so it was this weird back and forth. Of it. But it is, it's an awkward thing. I think because you're doing something you've never done before, but you're seeing what it's doing in other people's lives. So you're like, I got to try it then. I just got to try it. And so I think that's what pursued me more and more and more. And then, once I experienced just the, the, just the benefits personally in being in God's presence, then I got to a point where I didn't care. I used to, I don't, I remember one time, I guess I used to be so into worship that I'd get on my tippy toes and, and people would tell me after like, you know, you get your on your tippy toes when you worship. I'm like, I do. And I didn't realize it cause I just didn't care. So I just kind of stopped focusing. I, like I made the joke that sometimes I would lift my hands and like, like the bottom of my stomach is showing. Cause I'm like, I don't care, but <laughs> I, you know, and things like that. But yeah, so I guess it took uh, some time. You know, I used to, I think in the beginning of being a Christian, I liked the fast songs and not really the slow songs. And so, uh, you know, so I would kind of skip them. So if a, if a worship album didn't have a lot of upbeat songs, I was like, not a good worship album. And I'm like, mm, no, you're just trash. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, you know, I used to like, um, a worship team a lot called Planet Shakers because they always had a lot of upbeat songs. They even had a, they did a thing where they had the praise album and the worship album. I'm like, I'm definitely buying the praise album because I don't want anything to do with the worship album. And that's just kind of was immaturity. And as I matured and matured more, it was like, no, you can, like, you have to understand like what's, you know, the the lyrics and, and just being in his presence and not if it's a, you know, a two tube tempo. <laughs> so like it can be slower and more significant. So now, yeah, I don't have limitations on what I listen to in that. Cool. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll put the, with the, the song you said. Oh yeah. It's called the happy song. The happy song by delirious. By delirious. We'll put those in the show notes. Yeah. So I, I've never heard the song. Never heard of uh, which one is the happy song. The band or is that the song? The song is called The Happy Song. Okay. The band is called Delirious. Yeah, yeah. so I, I have no idea if I just signed up, signed us up for something weird. But, <laughs> Maybe. But, but I'll, put, I'll put it in the show notes if it's, yeah. if it's, if it's really bad. Um, you can email, I know I, email Dallas at Dallas at Life Church Green Bay. I, I like that everyone just keeps emailing you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, you're good. I guarantee, you know, I'll get emails going like, why did you say it's a great song? But some people are like, yeah, it was a bad song. But it just, I don't know. At that point, I just, I love that it was upbeat. And I love that it was talking about Jesus. And I just, it, it was, I had a lot of fun with it. And it really got me into worship. Yeah. So the, uh, where I, where I tend to see everyone on a Sunday is a, a different vantage point than most. Um, but where, how Megan was saying like, she was fueling somebody behind her to worship. Uh, yeah. I, I I get fueled 100% by our church. Yeah. Um, when our church is like, you know, those really cold mornings where everyone's like looking, they almost look mad. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it's, it's tough to like, it's, it, it is tough as, as a, as a, a worship band member uh, to, to snap out of it and like set the, the, be the thermometer in the room. It's, it's yeah. some, it's sometimes difficult, but yeah. Um, but yeah, when, when, when our church is really into it and really engaged, it, it is, it's night and day. It's yeah. night and day. My, my wife was sitting by, uh, a woman this past Sunday. And when I got home, she was saying, yeah, the woman behind me, she was singing, but she was like adding her own flair to the songs. And it was really cool. She's like, you know, like how Shelby like, oh, yeah. you know, the, like she was at, she was like singing and she was 
singing good and she was adding flair to it. And, yeah. and so like the people around you, like the, for the people that do that, like that's, that's fuel. That's like, yes. that's energy for, yeah. for, for the people that are, uh, that aren't as, uh, action packed in their worship yeah. to feed off of. And hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I, I, I worship too. I worship, um, I like to think I worship pretty, pretty hard. Uh, mm-hmm. but there are, there are some Sundays where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to do this right now. Like there's that, I don't think anyone in the room's like with me on this, but, yeah. but that's exactly when you have to do it. Yeah. You know, the, the point of worship is, mm-hmm. is not worshiping for anyone else in the room, right? Yes. It's worshiping for, to God. And there are times I'm sure that, that, you know, the disciples didn't want to follow Jesus, Yeah, but they did. You know, there's, I don't think Jesus want to crawl up on the cross, yeah. but he did. So my small part in this, this story of humanity is, yeah, there are things I don't want to do in my, in my faith, in my Christianity, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to, I'm going to suck it up and do it. Cause that's what the Lord expects from me. Yeah. And being a, being a leader in the band, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I tell the band this a lot in the, in the microphone. Um, I, I have a talk back to the band and I'll say the only worship as hard as you guys are, yeah. you know, you are setting the bar here. So if you guys are being reserved, our church is going to be reserved. So you got to let loose and just, just, just worship our King. Yeah. You yeah. do. You just, you just be unabandoned worship our King and, and they will follow suit. Yeah. There's something attracting to be about seeing another person worship. I, I, I can name people like, uh, uh, I remember a kid named Rocco and uh, I don't, his real name was Josh, but he went by Rocco. He was a cool, cool kid, but like he would worship Jesus in worship moments, whether it was a bunch of people or just him. And I was like, there's something about that, you know? And, and then you, uh, Lindsey Green, I remember he was another guy that I would watch and he's just like from, from song. Cause there were some people who are like, yeah, I'll get in a worship. I just need to, I need to get a couple songs in kind of, that was the mentality. Not with Lindsey Green. Lindsey Green started worshiping from song one. You know, and he would just go after it. Like, I mean, I could think about my friend Terry and I, my friend Antonio, and I, I, you know, I could go on and on and on with all these people and, and they just worship no matter what. And there's something like appealing to that, attracting to that, where you're like, wow, okay. And so where it's, you, yeah, you are. And so what you say is like, when the worst team is in it, then they're like, man, they're in it. You know, they could just be playing but they're showing it in, in their face and, and moments where you, you know, I see it, you guys will just let go of your instrument and clap and raise your hands. And that's encouraging, you know, because like, well, what's my excuse? I'm not playing an instrument and and they're playing an instrument and still trying to find ways to worship. Like right. that's attracting. And so I think I, I agree. I think when we, when we show worship, it, it does encourage people like, yeah, what is my excuse? Looking at the scripture, I know I was made to worship because I am number one, blessed. Blessed means to have favor. It's where we get the word favorite. Because we're united with Jesus, we are God's favorite. And there's something about being the favorite, right? I know parents aren't supposed to have a favorite, but sometimes we go, kind of winning right now. You're kind of winning. I mean, we don't say it out loud, we just say it in our minds, but it's great. I mean, it gets us pumped. It gets us excited. I am favored. That should give me a reason to praise God, to worship him. I am blessed. Here's what I love that in Psalms 32, it says, blessed is the one whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. 
Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. So it says, I have favor even though I've sinned. I have favor even though I have transgressions because they're covered through Jesus. You know, just like we say you're supposed to pray constantly, as the Bible says, I almost feel like we're supposed to be worshiping constantly too. Yeah. We are blessed. We are favored. And so that just even the the feeling of that, the gratefulness, the thankfulness, that is our worship. And just staying in that place of, God, I am so thankful to you. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That is our worship. And so when we come in on Sunday, it's so natural for that to just pour right over the edge. And that's when your hands go up and you're just like, God, I love you. I love you. I love you. And so you're worshiping constantly throughout the week. It's not like this thing that, because we can sit here and coach you all day. Well, you know, you're going to start with your hands out in front and slowly bring them up, right? But that's not what it is because you're living in this act of worship throughout your week. And And that's what we were literally created for, to worship our King. And that's what we're going to do for the rest of eternity. We're going to be in heaven worshiping. And so get comfortable with it Mm -hmm. and start wrapping your mind around it. Because again, that is what you are made for. And it's such this, it's just an amazing picture, really. Um, And so we're so blessed that we are able to do that. And here at Life Church, I'm, I love the full band. Like I, I, that stirs my affection for Jesus. And I'm so grateful that we get to have like that big, you know, the big moments. It's not just like reading out of the hymnal. Yeah. And, you know, for me, that wouldn't stir my affection the way that, the way that we do it. Yeah. And it's, it's really, really true. And it's, it's interesting because I think sometimes people hear the word blessed and, you know, I've heard phrases like um, too blessed to be stressed, you know, and, and, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, uh, blessed and highly, highly favored. I remember um, I I had a pastor say one time he asked a woman, Hey, how are you doing today? And she goes, blessed and highly favored. And he goes, why? And she had no answer because she just used it as a word, but she didn't actually allow the meaning to come. And so that's why when I was, when I bring up Psalms 32 is because we're blessed because of this and we're blessed because of this. And so, you know, that we have nothing, you know, if when, when, even when things are at the worst, we can know we can go to Jesus and go, Hey, you've taken care of everything that separates me from God. You've taken care of it all. And I, that ble- that's a blessing to me. I am blessed because I have favor. You've put favor over my life. And so, and I know I made a joke about having a favorite. I don't have a favorite uh, a kid. I love all of my kids. <laughs> there is a kid though. I think I, sometimes I say this to where I go, you know, I think when I get really, really old, I'm going to come live with you. I feel like you would be, you'd be like, you would take care of me really well. <laughs> so not that she's my favorite, but I just think she, she's one of those people that would be like, what do you need? And I'm like, I need, uh, I need someone to rub my feet. I can't feel them. I don't know. I just, <laughs> like, I don't know, but uh, I have said that to one of my kids, but, um, and also the, the mindset is, is like when, when Shelby and I are gone, who's going to take care of Logan? And, and it kind of goes back and forth between the girls. You know, I could see him actually, I could, mm, I could see more Kennedy taking care of Logan. And just, uh, I even said, I'm like, you, you know, you'll know if the guy's the one, if on how he uh, responds to Logan, like if he likes Logan and Logan's really great, then 
it's a winner. But if he's like, what's he doing here? Like you get him out because he doesn't understand. So it's one, I don't know. I'm on a tangent, but I just wanted to cover because I know, I, I know. So first service, people laughed at that joke. Second service, they're like, that's not funny. You shouldn't have a favorite. <laughs> I liked your a, delivery of it first service. Yeah. The, the way you said it, I was like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're kind of it right you're, now. You're kind of winning right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a joke, but yeah, I, second service was like, that's not funny. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I'm sorry. So, anyway. uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I like it when my daughter gets my slippers, but you got to package it with like a, Oh, would you do me a favor? Yes. This is going to be huge. Would you do this? And then, and then Parker's like, yeah. <laughs> Can you go upstairs and get my slippers? My feet are cold. Yeah. And then she goes, yeah. And then she just starts bolting out. Um, That's why you have kids, right? Like I'm excited for that. (laughs) When you were talking that, that reminded me of like, yeah, there's no favorites, but there's definitely, there's definitely moments of like, oh, I, 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 I laugh so hard inside when I can get Parker to think it's like a really cool thing to yeah. go get my slippers and treasure it now. Cause when they get to add their age, <laughs> it's not the same. And it's only one year difference. I so. know. <laughs> like it's so funny because yeah, I could, I've done the same thing with Riley. Like, Hey, can you do me a favor? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, can you go get this out of my room? She's like, Oh, come on. <laughs> She's like, that's not a favor. I'm like, kind of is. I think so, it's again, how you package it. Yeah. I, Cause I think her by like, can you, can you do me a favor? Can you go get us candy? Like she wants that to be the answer. I can definitely get us candy. But if I'm like, can you get my slippers? She's like, slippers. Yeah. <laughs> worship for me. Uh, I, I, my worship is based on uh, my gratitude. Yeah. It re- it really and truly is. Like if you, if we were giving like a, like a, what, what's it when you give a quick course on something? What are those things uh, called? Lecture? A lecture, yeah. A lecture doesn't sound quick. A um, uh, synopsis. No. TED Talk. <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> but that's just motivation. Like, um, is it Lydia.com or something where they give you? I don't know what you're talking about. No oh, idea. Okay, well, I mean, there's a website that gives you like little tutorials that you actually have, like you actually have to pay for. Like, it's like a legitimate. Oh. I'm not making something up here. Um, but like, is that so, a newer thing? No, no. Okay. When I was in college, I was. Oh, I, gotcha. I, I would. I mean, you look up stuff, how to do stuff. And if you yeah. just do It's their, just called YouTube now, say, but yeah. That's they're, what I call they're just, it. They're like free trials. We'll give you like free industrial, <laughs> but then they're like, if you want to know more, you got to pay twenty ninety nine. Yeah. Like, Before YouTube, it was, it was for dummies. Yeah. Anything yeah. for dummies. Yeah. So. So if, if we're talking like worship in that, myself in particular, it, my worship is grounded in uh, uh, gratitude. Yes. When I, when I get emotional during worship mm-hmm. and I'm not a crier, like, like I'm, I just don't really cry. Like a hand, maybe a handful of times in my adult life. Yeah. But like when I get like that stirring, like that, oh, like that. Yeah. And, and my face shows an expression of, I, I would probably coin it as remorse yeah. almost. It's, it's usually when I'm, when I'm looking around my space. And so where I'm at, like if I look to my left and see a band that's in, in the moment. Yeah when I look out to the church, when I, when I, and, and from where I, where I'm sitting, like I can see like everyone. It's so like this church is, they're my friends. These yeah. are my friends. Yes. These are people I, I, I hang out with on the weekends when I see them engaged, when I, when I see my wife, when I just, when I just see my wife, that alone is enough for me to look up and say, I, I don't deserve any of this. Yeah. I, I don't deserve any of it, but you, but God. 
And that's like when I, when I get that stirring in my feeling, if I, if I don't have the attitude of gratitude in my life, um, it would be difficult for me to worship. Yeah. You know, but when I do have that, when I look around and just say, just see all the things I, I have been given mm-hmm. and, and all he want in, in return is, is my heart, my relationship. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like I can't pay him back though. I wake up in the morning and I say, how can I repay your grace? Yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah. attitude of I'm going to try today to repay it, but I know I'll never, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I get the affection. That's where I get, is it just raising my hands then? Mm-hmm. Well, if that's all you want, God, you just want my heart. You have my yeah. heart and you just want me to show it. Yeah. So the person next to me can see me yes. opening my heart to you. And that just requires me to raise my hands a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's easy. And it, and I, it's funny because I do talk on that. Like, like if that's enough, you know, that's enough. But the great thing about about worship is it's you get more than that. You can get you get to a point where it's like I'm because of what you've done in my life, and all you want me to do is praise you, and all you want me to do is worship you. I will because you've done so much. But then when you get engaged, you're again you're in the presence of God. And then, and in the presence of God, you're like, whoa, like you feel peace. You feel, you just like power. You feel safety. You feel this calm. You you just, it's, it's all these things you feel, you get emotional, you know, um, you, you get, uh, loud, you get excited. I mean, it's just, you know, cause if the creator of the universe who created all the emotions you have, you say, I'm going to engage with you in that. And so it's like, in a way it's like, when you engage with God, he taps into everything, you know? And that's why I say, when you're going through your worst time, you should worship Jesus because he will give you clarity and peace and wisdom in those moments where you need it, where you hear a song. I think that's why people have favorite songs, quote unquote, is because there's moments where they're like, I need to hear that. I need to hear that lyric. And that's why we're very intentional on, you know, the songs we choose because we want these lyrics to be declarations for for ourselves and for our church and for our family, you know? And so, um, so yeah, so I think I always, I think there's seasons where I, I think all of us have a favorite song because you're like, man, I need to hear that, you know? And, and so like, um, I have a playlist on Spotify called when I feel done. And it's when I'm just, I'm just like, I'm discouraged. I feel, I feel like giving up. I, I, what I, in that playlist is just worship songs that I need to hear you know, worship songs that just are so helpful yeah. and go, yeah, yeah, I need, I need to sing that. I need to believe that I need I it. have those too. I, yeah. I have a playlist like that too. But yeah. Mine's on uh, my phone. Oh my, oh yeah. Well, I mean, mine's on my phone because of Spotify. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a Spotify. A Spotify. I don't, is that oh. what they're, a Spotify? Sure. A Spotify account. I don't, I don't have a Spotify. Sure. Yeah. And so I, I, I do, I want to pull it. I want to pull up the playlist Spotify and see. Spotify is the best. So what, you pay for songs on like iTunes or? No. No. Okay. No, I, I have songs on my phone, on the music app. Um, at home, I'll have Alexa play uh, stations on Pandora. A station. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. At dinner, uh, we always play music uh, and the, the Alexa, what, the tube one, what's the, it was at Echo, the big one. That's in the living room. And then, so it's a living room, kitchen, dining room. So it's in like two rooms over. There you go. But yeah, we, the last, this last week, it's been like, like jazz, like Mm -hmm. uh, Starbucks style jazz. Um, I I like to play, I like to play music to like 
the the cuisine I make. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So like if I'm Yep. So <laughs> I have an Olive Garden restaurant station on my Pandora that I play. Stop it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um uh yeah, and so but worship uh, encompasses uh if I if I played like the last few days it's been like that smooth jazz, like the yeah. um but it's it's typically just uh a worship. Um but it's just good to have in the background, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then every now and again, where we at dinner, and like I'll just start, like tap into the tempo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just start humming. But yeah, yeah. So I, like I was just looking at this playlist. It's not a lot of songs because I again, and it's not even a tempo thing either, um, because I have songs like this, like Same God with his just came off the new Elevation album, uh, Wait on You from Maverick City. But then I have a song by B J Putnam and Bethany Worship called More Than Conqueror, which is like a gospel song. But I love. Um, I love the bridge where it says, uh, you know, um, uh, it's, if, if, if it's under your feet, then it's under mine too. Everything, uh, belongs to Jesus. And I need to remind myself, like if, if don't hold on to things that, that Jesus has conquered, yep. you know, he's conquered it all. And so I, I will listen to that and remind myself of those things in those moments. And so, um, I forgot why I brought that up. Why did we, <laughs> oh wait, just to have worship in, in yeah. your yeah. life, I think. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it's, so I, I listen to that a lot and and um, and I think it's like an hour long. And so I, I'll just I'll put on repeat sometimes. Uh, I remember going to Guys Retreat because of the drive. I, I listened to that on the way there and on the way back. And it was just, it's just something I love. Not that I felt done during Guys Retreat, but it's just a good worship set and to, to listen to and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I'm, there's more songs I'll be adding to it too. Probably Firm Foundation will be on there soon. <laughs> you know what my song is? The one that I I play when I'm having that day, you know, where you just like yes. you need something. It's uh, Peace by Hillsong Young and Free. And I'm like, why is it the Hillsong yeah. Free? But that song to me, it just, it speaks over me. The other one is Hosanna. And I'm pretty sure that's just by Hillsong. Yep. But uh, the the lyrics of this song, like you said before, it's exactly what I need to hear that yes. that my soul is just like, it's craving and it needs that like reprieve, right? Yes. And that is what worship can do for us. And it lifts burdens and it lifts spirits, literally yeah. like get out of my house right now, Satan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a song too. Um, it's currently in our, in our playlist uh, more so last year than, than this year, but it's, it's Highlands by yes. Hillsong United. Yeah. And if I were to lose it, like if I were to, to break down and, and cry on, on the platform, it would, it, it is during a specific line of this song. And it's one of those songs too, that uh, yeah. there's a handful of songs I have on my phone that like when it's Bluetooth in my car, yes. they have a no skip policy. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if like what I'm feeling, what is going on. It, I also have this song three times on my phone. Uh, Cause I have a life church set list. So songs that we learn like mm-hmm. songs that we play on Sunday, I gotta, I gotta learn them. Cause I most times have never heard them. So I have like this playlist there. I have our general song and then I have it like a, a, two acoustic versions of it. So I, probably yeah. four different versions of this singular song yeah. on my phone. So, but so if, if, it, if, even if it so, so happens that they're back to back, I have a no skip policy on this one. Um, this, this, this line here. Oh, how fast. Would you come running if just to shadow me through the night? Yeah. Trace my steps through all my failure and walk me out the other side. Like when I, when I'm on the platform, I'm playing that, um, that hits my life. Like, like God is always here and he lets me, it's like, it's like I'm a toddler and I'm walking around 
And uh, right when your kid starts learning to walk, I mean, you keep an eye on them at a distance, but you have to let them learn to walk. Yeah. Right. So, so they'll start walking around like whatever room they're in and, and they're, they're, sometimes they're 10, 15 feet away. And especially early on, you're like with your first kid, you're like, I've never been this far away from my kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so you're just, you're, you're having it, you're engaged in a conversation. I'm, I'm thinking of it like a, like a family, like a family picnic or something. And your toddler's walking around and you're talking to whomever you're sitting next to, but your head's cocked a little bit. Yes. And, and you always 100%. have the one eye on your kid. Yep. And I think that line, like, like God, like he's letting me walk out and, and he, he'll come running fast if I call for him. Yeah. Yes. And and so I, I know the piggyback on that. Some people are like, well, why isn't he just making this easy for you? Well, that's not how you learn to walk. It's not no. how you learn to run. No. It's not how you learn to soar. Yeah. Right. He's letting me walk a little bit here. But when I, when I get, when it gets sticky, when I, when I trip and fall, when I get so far away that I'm scared and cry out, he'll come, he'll come just like that. Like I would my child. When, yeah if all I have to do is ask and if, and he'll come like that line says, if it's just a shadow me through the night, like he not yeah. even do anything. Like if it's just God walk with me here, mm-hmm. be two steps behind me through God will shadow you through this night. Yeah. And yeah, that if, if I were to lose it on stage, it would be during that verse. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when that song's playing next. <laughs> Shelby, let us know. <laughs> I know I'm made to worship because I am chosen. I love this scripture. God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Meaning you are picked. We are selected to be holy and without fault. And and, and am I good enough? Am, am 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 I holy enough? Have I done enough good deeds to make my way into heaven? And it wasn't until I became a Jesus person that I realized it doesn't matter what I've done because of Jesus. Let's go to that scripture again. Because of Jesus, I am chosen, holy, and without fault in his eyes. Meaning, when God looks at you, he does not see your sin. He does not see your addictions. He does not see your past, present, or future. In his eyes, because of Jesus, he sees you as holy, and without fault. Yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that I did have a fear of, of death, like for sure, for the longest time. And I was raised in Lutheran church, and so I had an understanding of God, but Jesus, and Jesus understanding, but very, very vague understanding. Um, I think because I just, I was more, um, my mindset was more on, can we get out of here instead of actually listening to the message and listening to the sermon and things like that. But, but God was real. And, and the, the, the talks of heaven and hell was brought to my attention. And, and so I had this fear and like, to the point where like, I would be afraid to go on roller coasters. I'd be afraid of, of doing things because I'm like, cause if I die, I'm, I might go to hell. And it was and it, just because, you know, I tried not to swear. I tried not to steal, and, and I had to use the word try because I failed at these things. And so it was one of those things where it's like stupid, stupid, stupid. And, and I would have this. And so I would pray that prayer. I, I say, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And what was interesting is when I said that prayer, I looked out and people were shaking their head like, yep, I've said that prayer too. So it was, it was, um, it kind of was 
good to see that I wasn't alone in that. I wasn't alone in that fear of, of like, please, like if I say this prayer, will you just please? And it wasn't even like, it was like, okay, God, if I do die in my sleep, can I please go to heaven? Like, please. And I, and it was, it was that thing. And so, so to, to then go on the flip side and have the confidence because of Jesus and because of his word, that was so huge for me that it says you're chosen. And, and that's again, fuel to worship, fuel to praise. It's like that doesn't, you know, and I, and I, and I said, I say this, it's not, it doesn't give the green light for you to keep sinning and worshiping. I, in fact, if anything, when you are in gratitude and you are grateful, it doesn't make you go like, Hey, thanks for that. Now give me another one. Like you don't, you don't, you know, good really I mean, no immature people may do that, but mature people will say that. Thank you so much. That is so great. You know, and, and, and it caused you to build that relationship because of it. And so, um, so yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, that, that's so fueling. And I love that God says, because of Jesus, you know, when that day comes, he's going to say, oh, wow, holy and without fault, mm, holy good. and without fault. You know, so. God created like the, the way things work is perfect. God didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. And so if we're kind of in this, we're in this system, right? We're going through life and and maybe something feels off like that, right? Like you've got this this monkey on your back, this this great fear, or for some reason something's not not working the way that um, you know God says that it should work because God tells us not to fear, right? And so when you're living with something that doesn't seem quite right, it's not like you're doing you weren't doing anything wrong per se, but there was a tweak, there was an adjustment that yeah. needed to be made, a a realigning of of your heart and your thoughts and your mind and and making them obedient to God. And so um, there's some moments, right? Where if you're coming across that, where you're up against the wall and you're pushing and like, it's just something's not right. Just stop and sit down for a second and and look around you and say, okay, in what areas can I tweak? Because again, God doesn't make sense. And when you, or he doesn't make mistakes, everything is made to make sense. Yeah. You know, uh, I love that we had been talking about gratitude um, and how that ties into worship kind of like a did you know moment here, but yeah. gratitude, it actually, uh, Pastor Becky would love this, but it causes healing and re- rewiring in our brain. So when we have gratitude, we're actually doing doing healing work inside of our body. Wow. Um, same thing with worship. I mean, for example, there are certain sounds and Hertz levels, and I'm not like a sound scientist, but mm-hmm. there are vibrations that are known to bring healing and some, some bad actually. And so I think that's super interesting. Like when I'm worshiping, if I'm standing there and not singing, I'm not getting the benefit of like the raising my voice and having those healing vibrations in my body. I know that sounds a little like, but like, (laughs) think about it. So God didn't make mistakes when he says you are made to worship. Maybe you really actually needed to worship to like get some of that. Wow. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. That's really, really, that's a interesting take on it. Um, the chosen portion of, of, um, you, you are chosen. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, to, not to be like long and drawn out, but I guess my entire life has been, has led me to this moment, this instant, this assignment. Um, I know in my life that I, I could have, I could have died several times. Yeah. And 
for whatever reason, God opted not to go that route. Uh, I can say it now looking in hindsight that um, I was given another chance at this because I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have gone to heaven in those first, in those first, uh, mm. that first portion of my life. And so he didn't give up on me. He kept saying, no, you have, there are great things in line for you if you do it through me. Mm-hmm. And the being chosen, the humble, the hum, the humility of it, yes. the, the gratitude that because I know my past, I know what I've done. I know what I've saw. I know what I've said. I know the acts I've committed. And, and yet he, he, he had all, he had, he had all the excuses that he could have given up, but he didn't. So where I'm centered in gra- gratitude is that thank you that you didn't because now I'm reaping rewards that I didn't think were, I was qualified for or possible for yeah. in my, in my youth. Yeah. I didn't think, I, I think that that type of life happened for some people, but I, it, it wouldn't happen for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. But God, yeah, I'm chosen. I don't know why he chose me. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe half of the, the big answer for my entire life Yeah, is why. Maybe that's what I wake up for and, and aspire an answer to someday. Yeah. Why me? I, I love in um, the show, The Chosen, there's a, there's a scene in, in it where uh, you get to see Jesus choose, you know, uh, Matthew, yeah. the tax collector. And I love that scene where he says, follow me. And even, um, and even Peter was like, no, 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 no. Kind of like, uh, Jesus, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you understand, like he's mm. the enemy. Like, no, don't choose him. And I can't remember his response, but it was so good. And I like, why would you, uh, why would you choose him? And I think Jesus was like, well, that's the question probably people said about you. You know, why did I choose you? And yeah. so I love that they illustrate, they did such a great job illustrating the unlikelies being chosen. And that really, that's what his disciples were. They were all mm-hmm. on the, the unlikelies that if you, if you put them on a piece of paper with other people and you're like, okay, Jesus is going to choose 12 people. Who do you think? They'd probably not make the list. Maybe some of them would, but most of them would be like, no, 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 not him, not him, not him. No, 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 no. It would be him, 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 him. God has yeah. this knack of, yep. of continuously using the most underqualified yep. people to do oh, his yeah. job. Oh, totally. Yeah. And yeah. so when we say I am chosen, yeah. Uh, if you're listening and I don't know, are you chosen? That's an answer you got to kind of ask yourself initially and maybe answer yourself initially. Yeah. Could I, is there a, a like a minuscule amount of possibility in this world that, that God chose me for something? Yeah. And the follow-up question to that is, if you're not sure, is God calling you? Because I felt like there were times in my life where I had my back turn to God, but not, not even really intentionally, but just like, God, I don't need you right now. Right. And, um, I kept feeling like God was calling me and calling me like I could hear my name, you know, like Mm -hmm. Megan, come to me, come to me. I'm right here. And like, I'm going through all this stuff and like, it's hard and it sucks and it doesn't make sense. But, and God was just like, I'm right here. I'm yeah. right here. And he called me and called me. And so maybe you are chosen because God's calling you. Yeah. So if you feel like he keeps tapping you on the shoulder for some reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's already a, it's already a, a trick question. Yeah. Cause like, if you've asked yourself that question, yeah, you've already been called. Yeah. You totally. know, people that have no calling in their life. And I, 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 
I am a firm believer that everyone has a calling. Every single human being on this earth has a calling. Yes. Every single human being is chosen. Yeah. But the ones that are the ones that are so volatile against it that mm-hmm. that are objecting hard and running away from it, um, they don't ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't ask God. Could you be calling me? God, are you calling me? Yeah. Did you? What did you choose me to do? They're not asking that. So if you're in a position where you're, where you take a second and be and and say, God, what do you what do you need from me? You're already being called. Yeah. The answer is yes, yes. Now it's sorting out what it is He's calling you to do, mm-hmm. who it is He's calling you to be, what it is you need to accomplish. Yeah. You've been assigned a task. Figure out the task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. I am adopted. Adopted meaning I am a part. I'm not left out. I am included. I've been adopted in a great lineage. I have a hope and a future. And the scripture says in this that he adopted us in advance, meaning we didn't have to do anything to earn it. It was just given to us. And here's what I love. Sometimes we can look at our our lineage, we can look at our family, we can say, you know what, because of that, I can't measure up. I'll never be good enough. I'll never be great enough. I'll always deal with these addictions and these pains. I'll always have, no. Because of Jesus, you are adopted in his lineage that is holy and without fault and great and mighty. It doesn't matter your upbringing. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter who your dad, your grandpa, your great-grandpa was. Because of Jesus, you are in a great lineage. You have a great future. You are adopted into a great family that has great plans for you and wants the great things that happen to you. I love the concept that we are adopted. You know, God's grace, it's just so evident that it is from God, that grace is from God, because look at humans. We're kind of graceless. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't really show grace very easily um, or without really being forced sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, and so I love that. that God's grace, it is such a gift. And the fact that we are adopted into his kingdom, it goes back to what I was saying um, last week or two weeks ago, just about there is legacy and there is generation. And if you don't think um, that there was anyone before you even who was adopted into the family of God, it doesn't matter because God's called you and he's adopted you. And so you can start right now, new life, start over, keep going forward, going with God because he wants you in his family. And man, I just, I love that. That gives me such great hope and and joy and like really changes how I see the world. Suddenly I'm like, wow, these people are my family and Mm -hmm. I want to be in eternity with you. And I want to keep walking this life with you and doing the good work of God. And so, yeah, you know, I, and it's interesting too, because I, I wish I did more research on adoptions. I, I, you know, I, I was not adopted or I don't, I don't know a lot. The only person I know that was adopted, my dad was adopted by, um, just by a, a, a man. He, he's, his mom is his birth mom, but his dad is not his birth father. And so, but it wasn't like in the movies, but I think about the movies when I think about adoption, I think about those moments where, um, you know, they, they, they ask questions and they ask, you know, all these things. And so when I hear the scripture say he chose you in advance, he just said, no, I'll take him. 
uh, do you want to know anything? Nope. I don't want to know anything. I'll take him. Oh, that's you good. Know? And I, that's why I think of with advance. I think that, you know, that they, he did, he didn't feel sorry for us. He just loved us enough huh. that no matter what, you know, the only other adoption I think about is like, is like Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne, which I know are fictional characters, but, but tragedy had to happen in, in, in Dick's life hmm. for Bruce to go, okay, I'll take him. But in advance means it doesn't matter what happens. I'll take you. It doesn't matter who you are. I'll take you. And Dick Grayson's Robin. Yeah, yeah, and Bruce Wayne's Batman. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so we're all, just, we're just, all we're yeah, just for some reference. No, not everyone knows that. <laughs> I think that's one of the beauty. Again, I don't know the ins and outs of adoption, but I think that is a really cool beauty that you just pointed out. Dallas is that I don't, I don't know that kid. I don't, I don't know who their parents were, but I'll take them. Mm-hmm. I want them. You yeah. come come into my life and come into my family. And yeah, that stirs my heart. Cause I'm like, man, that makes me want to adopt kids. You know? <laughs> yeah. <It's- Sorry>, Kyle. <laughs> just, is yeah. Kyle listening? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just to even go and to like an orphanage, imagine, and like seeing their faces and just being like, I'll take you. You can come with me. You can be mine. And I'm going to yeah. give you everything that's mine in my home is now going to be yours. And it's, it's yes. your home. And the fact that that's the gift that all of us are given mm-hmm. by God, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel like you've been given that gift, then there's a, there's, there's a disconnect. There's a hiccup mm-hmm. there and there's no one, one answer will solve it all. Yeah. There's that's, that's going inside you and figuring out why you feel disconnected from God. Yeah. Cause God doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. He's never wanted that. If, if you are, are lacking calling, why? Mm-hmm. Because he's called you for something. I can't tell you what. Uh, mine, mine came rather abruptly and, and very loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, what's yours? Yeah. He's calling you for something. Yeah. If you don't feel gratitude, why? Mm-hmm. Or do you have nothing to be grateful for? Yeah. Or maybe you, you are grateful for things. You just don't know how to, how to say it. Yeah. You don't know what it feels like. You don't know what it feels like to be grateful for things. Maybe that's the case. Yeah. But if there's a disconnect here from the the end of was I made to worship to 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 the start on how we started this. Yeah. If there's a disconnect there, I would I would strongly urge you to figure out what that disconnect is. Yeah. Because when you when you do when you do all this, mm-hmm. like we've said, unabandoned. The, the reward is sanity. The reward is peace. Mm-hmm. That's it. But that's more than enough. Yeah. yeah. Peace and sanity. Um, my life has changed for the good uh, with, through worship. Through yeah. worship. Yeah. Not my life has changed for the good and then I worshiped. Yeah. Mm. Through the act of worship. I've learned internally things mm-hmm. about myself. Amen. Yeah. And, and I've, I've said a little bit of it today, you know, the, the things that cycle through my head mm-hmm. when, when you see a, a band member up there and you think that the notes are rattling through their head, it, they don't, mm-hmm. they, you come to a point as a, as a musician um, called by God that the notes are very secondary. Yeah. All of that is, I, the notes, the the click track in my ear. The, that's why we have the things in our ears. We hear a click, 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 click. So the entire band will stay on time with each other. You get into this this translucent zone. Yeah. 
some people call it the pocket where all of that disappears. You don't hear anything in your ear Mm -hmm. where everything, where your hands are just moving, but you're not telling them to move. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I venture to guess that if you're listening to this and you don't play a musical instrument, that happens to you in other areas that don't happen for me. Correct. Like mine is I can play music, mm-hmm. but you is it's something else. And in those moments when I'm lost and abandoned, where I just, where I'm in a room full of a thousand people mm-hmm. and all I hear and see is God. That's, that's, Powerful. Yeah. And I got that through worship. I think that's why it's so important in the church. And I I remember having a conversation with a guy one time and uh, he was a musician uh, and he found out that I was a pastor at a church and he goes, Hey, let me ask you, (coughs) excuse me. How much time do you put into like singing songs? I go, um, uh, 20, 25 minutes. He goes, "Ah, I just feel like it's too long. And I go, really? I go, sometimes I feel it's too short. And he goes, really? Why? And I go, well, why you? I said, I just, I just watched you play like for like an hour. Like that's different. I go, but, but there's something engaging about that. And I, and I, and I think it's important because when you're in God's presence, when you engage God in, in, in his presence, it, it is motivating, but, and it's interesting too, you know, that we'll do worship before the word, you know, sometimes where I talked about in cows, I do it after, but um, but we do that because it's like, hey, the worship and being his presence will motivate me to hear his word sometimes mm-hmm. that I'll be open and eager to say, God, what do you need to do in my life? What do you need me to hear? What do you need me to be convicted by? Conviction is not bad, guys. It's good. It, it helps us and guides us. And so what do you need me to be convicted by so that I can change and go more in the direction you've called me to do? And so I think it's so crucial and so important. That's why you see it in so many aspects of it. Yeah. Um, just give it a shot. Yes. Just give it a shot. What, what I, when I'm not in a, in a mood to, when I'm not in a mood to pray and I want to pray and I have those thousand things that are cycling in, in between my ears, Yeah, you know, that I need to do this, 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 this. I, 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 I legit just say the word clear and I breathe clear. And then I close my eyes and everything goes black. Mm-hmm. And I, if I have to keep saying it, I keep saying it, I just say clear there. Yeah. But I get to a neutral point. I get to a, a point where it's where I'm now in a space where it can just be me and God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you have those million things rattling on in your head, f- figure out how to turn that off. And by me, it's, I just close my eyes and I'd say it yeah. one word over and over. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would urge you to give this a shot. If you're, if you're a Christian, that's, that's advanced, I would say far along or even new and, and worship isn't one of your, one of your key weapons in getting close to him and warding off the enemy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when it becomes one of your weapons, the rest of everything else is just going to make a, a heck of a lot more sense. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we had discussed, hey, please share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms. Um, hey, wouldn't you share those links? Share You share the podcast, just word of mouth. It's, it's not promoting us so much as promoting Christ in your life. Yeah. You know, if you think that somebody could benefit from having more, a little more Jesus in their life, 
this this is an avenue to promote that. Mm-hmm. So promote the podcast. We'd also love it if you would rate and review the podcast. Um, and again, that's just so with a higher rating, more eyeballs and more more earballs are, are on the podcast. And they'll ultimately be just exposed more to the life-giving message of Jesus. Hey, my name is Pastor Keith. Thank you again to Megan, Pastor Dallas. And we can't wait to Thanks, talk guys. with you guys again next week. Come hungry, because next week we're going to chew on that. that. <laughs>